Hello and welcome to the Benefits Compliance Podcast. I'm Chase Cannon and I'm, I'm here with my colleague, Suzanne Spradley. We are both attorneys with NFP's legal and compliance team and we're here on the podcast to break down some of the interesting and challenging issues that are out there in the benefits compliance space as they apply to employers. And today, Suzanne, we're going to jump back into our single payer discussion and hit an issue that we haven't talked much about before. And that is this idea that uh, supporters of the single payer system put forth as an advantage um, would be the savings in administrative costs. And they often point to a comparison between Medicare's administrative costs and that in the private work world. So give us a little bit of background there. Yeah, I think it's important to dig into this because it is obviously one of those things that they hang their hat on that a single payer system would be a better system because Medicare is run more efficiently. And so that's typically what you hear. Medicare is obviously a government run system and they compare it to the data that is put forth by the private insurance market. And we have to to ask, is this accurate? At a minimum, you want to say, can the government really run something more efficiently than the private market? Um, so today we're going to look into things like um, whether the administrative costs in, in the way that they uh, present them are misleading, whether the comparison is really a fair comparison. Uh, we'll discuss whether the administrative costs of a private insurer are, are uh, gains, actually, for the beneficiary. And if Medicare's costs are truly lower, does that mean that it will naturally equate to overall lower costs for the you know, for the healthcare system in general. Right. So some great questions we're going to study there. Uh, but so let's start out with the basics. What are the experts or those that are um, supporting this argument? What are they saying is the amount of Medicare's administrative costs? What you will often hear is that Medicare's administrative costs are equal to roughly 2% of the total cost as compared to, uh, there's varying amounts that you'll hear, but between 12 and 17% in the private marketplace. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk in a minute about where you can find this these data points, but in the private sector, there are a couple of different places that you can look. There was a report back in April of 2017 from the Annals of Internal Medicine, and then another one in 2015 from the Center for Economic and Policy Research. And both of those showed uh, overhead costs for private insurers around 123 to 12.4%. Um, AHIP, which is the American Health Insurance Plans, they have actually demonstrated that it's closer to 17%. So whichever data is accurate, let's say it's between 12 and 17% for the private insurance market. Okay. So the co the claim is that it costs less for Medicare to administer its healthcare system at 2% of total costs than it does for the private marketplace, anywhere from 12 to 17% of total costs. Where does that claim of 2% come from? So the 2% comes from uh, one of the reports. There are actually two different reports that quantify Medicare's administrative costs. The first one is the report of the Medicare Board of Trustees, and, and you'll hear that referred to as just the, the trustees report. And then there's a report by the National Health Expenditure Accounts, NHEA report. The trustees report measures only the administrative costs that are incurred by the federal government, but the NHEA includes not only those costs, those that are incurred by the federal government, but also pulls in the Medicare Advantage plans and the, and the Medicare Part D plans. And as you know, those are both run by private insurers. So I think it, it's it's misleading at a minimum to just report the 2% because undoubtedly going forward, we're at least going to be um, administering pharmacy claims. And if you look at the, the Medicare Part D plan, that definitely administers the majority of pharmacy claims under Medicare. So by eliminating, eliminating that from the equation, 
um, it certainly is misleading at best. Okay. Thanks for explaining the 2% there. What are the other aspects of this uh, issue that are debated? Well, one of the things that's pointed to by health economists is the fact that they compare the 2%, they compare the administrative cost to overall health care cost of Medicare. Um, and if you look at Medicare, the health care costs are naturally going to be higher if just given the definition of Medicare, which is by which is older, disabled, or patients with end-stage renal disease. So even if you had a Medicare and a private insurer who were equally efficient um, in their administrative costs, Medicare would appear to be less costly. So I'm going to break that down into an example yeah. so it makes more sense. Um, but let's assume that you have Medicare and a private insurance carrier and both have identical administrative costs for a patient of around $1,000 each. Um, but then you have the Medicare patient actually received $10,000 in claims, whereas the private pay patient received about 5000 in claims. If you look strictly in that type of calculation, when you compare it to total costs, Medicare's administrative cost would appear to be less because it would be 10%. 1000 is 10% of 10000 whereas the private insurer would appear to be 20%. 1000 is 20% of 5000 So you can see how this calculation in and of itself can be misleading if you are looking at total costs and Medicare's total costs are higher. Right. So that may not be the best method of demonstrating these efficiencies. But if we, if we don't calculate it as compared to total cost, what should we be calculating it on? Well, I, I'm not an economist, and I certainly don't claim to be, but what I've read from others um, is that when you, if you instead would compare um, to on a per-beneficiary basis instead of to total cost, that it would be a more fair comparison because many of the administrative costs are either fixed or they may vary by the number of beneficiaries. So if you can think of things like marketing or enrollment or information technology or fraud prevention, um, many things would not vary based on the total cost. Of course, some portion of that would vary based on possibly not the total cost, but the number of claims. Claims administration certainly would go up as the number of claims administered goes up. Um, but there is a health economist named Robert Book, and he seems to be um, the one person who is cited most often for this proposition. But Mr. Book reports that Medicare's administrative costs are higher than those of private insurers when you use when you look at it on a per beneficiary basis. And so I looked at his numbers, and his data was actually from 2005. I tried to find more updated numbers, was unable to do so. But if we assume that his proposition is accurate by moving more beneficiaries than into the Medicare system, we will be driving up our administrative costs rather than reducing it as the supporters of Medicare for All claim. Interesting. So going back a step to something you talked about earlier, Medicare um, currently administers minimal pharmacy claims. Are there other differences? There are other differences. So if you just line up the administrative costs that are calculated for Medicare versus those that are calculated in the private market, you will see some variances. For one, in the private sector, the way they get to the, the administrative cost amount is they basically take premium revenue and they subtract claims costs. So anything that's non-medical goes into that bucket. And that would include things that are unique to the private sector. So 
things, uh, some of the marketing costs, for example, premium taxes, profits. Um, when you remove just the taxes and the profits from the calculation, the private sector's administrative costs are closer to 9%. So there we're getting closer to that NHEA report for Medicare of 7%. Mm -hmm. We're not saying to remove taxes and profits from the whole dis overall discussion right. in evaluating the two systems, but it should be removed when you're comparing the two on whether one, one is administratively more efficient than the other. Right. That would seem to create a better apples to apples comparison is what you're saying. So you asked up front that if we assume private insurance's administrative costs are higher, um, whether there are benefits gained from that additional spend. What's your take on that? Well, I think some of the private, so the private insurers are going to have uh, different incentives to bring costs down, healthcare costs down. So they will put more money into disease management services, for example, with chronic uh, patients. They have some nurses uh, for patients for on-call because they also are, are trying to gain market share. So they want to make their plans more appealable to beneficiaries. So they'll do things that are actually beneficial. They could, they look at their provider network and they manage it according to the quality of the providers. You don't see that as happening under Medicare. They also look at the effectiveness of a drug and they create drug formularies based on what uh, the drug costs, but also its effectiveness. So some of these administrative costs may ultimately lead to improved outcomes for their beneficiaries. Um, and if you cut them out, you know, could that affect the outcomes in general? Are there any other assumptions that uh, single-payer advocates talk about here? They obviously want to ensure their solvency, um, something that the government is not keenly aware of and not as concerned with. They certainly have some fraud activities, but not to the degree of the private sector. So again, the private sector is concerned with solvency, profitability, competitiveness to make sure that they are unique um, and they will spend money to ensure that these things occur. And some of that money that is spent, it will lead to overall cost savings. So for example, if you spend a dollar on fraud detection and you're able to reduce fraudulent claims tenfold, is that an inefficient spending of administrative dollars or not? So I think it's important to analyze the specific administrative cost to determine if it leads to savings elsewhere. And uh, that's something that's just not normally mentioned in the general comparison of administrative costs with Medicare overall. Right. So it seems like these are some great points you brought up here, Suzanne, and um, maybe looking behind the curtain, scrutinizing this 2% claim. Maybe this isn't all it's cracked up to be overall. Um, that claim 2% is at least debatable and ignores some of the other factors and even the benefits that could come out of uh, some of these administrative costs in the private market. That's right. I, I really want to leave our listeners with the idea that it's important to look um, behind the general notion that the Medicare system is more efficient and will naturally lead to lower costs. So the bottom line is that lower administrative costs as compared to total costs do not necessarily imply a more efficiently run system, at least from an administrative standpoint. So look behind the curtain, dig into that data a little bit more. As we move forward, we're going to look at other things that could impact the overall cost. We'll look also at at whether uh, a single-payer system would improve quality here in the U.S. and we'll compare it to other countries. So those are some of the types of issues that we'll address in future podcasts. But for now, as we like to say, yeah. that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you <laughs> next time.